Welcome to the Faith Broadcast. I'm so glad that you're watching today's message. I believe it'll be a blessing to you. I believe it'll encourage you, it'll strengthen you, and empower you to make Jesus famous in your everyday life. Enjoy today's message, and I'll see you at the end of the broadcast. Amen. Let's jump right into it. Romans chapter 8. Go with me once again in Romans chapter 8. We referenced this and talked about it in the past few weeks. We referenced it on Sunday. Let's jump right into it. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, or in the same way, and we'll see why that likewise is important in just a few moments. Likewise, or in the same way, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we are, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, and to them who are called according to his purpose. We know verse 28 is our goal, is what we want for life, we want everything to work out for our good. But verse 26 and 27 have a huge role to play in verse 28 becoming our reality. But notice how verse 26 starts. It says, likewise, or in the same way. So to get full context of what the apostle is saying here, we need to back up some verses. So let's back up all the way to verse 14. And it's for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so, be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation or the revealing of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who have subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption and to the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption with the redemption of our body for we are saved by hope but what hope that is seen is not hope for what a man sees what does he yet hope for but if we hope for what we do not see then we with patience do wait for it likewise or in the same way the spirit also helps our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered so let's begin to connect this so in the same way creation is groaning to be liberated from the futility or the curse or the darkness on this planet, yearning for the planet to be turned over to the glorious children of God who are walking in the authority, who are walking in their redemption. In the same way that we groan to have our new bodies, the bodies that are part of our new covenant in Christ, that we, they are glorified bodies that are waiting for us, just like Jesus received a glorified body. God has a glorified body, and you, read, you can read more about that when I can get into it tonight. If you want to read more about your glorified body, you see it in 1 Corinthians 15. And just like our body wants to receive our glorified body, what happens here? Our, on the inside, we yearn for it. The world yearns for it. But also, guess what? In the same way, the Holy Spirit deep within us releases groanings 
which cannot be uttered. Now, that word utter doesn't mean you cannot say. It means not communicated in words. So in the same way the earth is growing, in the same way we're growing and yearning for our glorified bodies, within us the Holy Spirit is releasing these things and that cannot be worked uttered in normal words, in normal speech, or intelligible speech is one definition of translation says. He is saying things through us. Now, before we look more at what he's saying, remember the scripture says here, the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. The Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. Go ahead and put it in the chat, say it out loud. Say the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. The Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. Remember, the Holy Spirit is our helper. So John 14, 26 in the Amplified Classic Edition, real quick, says, But the Comforter, the Counselor, Helper, Intercessor, Advocate, Strengthener, Standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, my place to represent me, to act on my behalf. Notice what Jesus is saying here. The Holy Spirit's coming in my name and my authority and my character. He's coming in my place to represent me, Jesus says. And he'll act on my behalf, Jesus says. He said he will teach you all things and he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, will bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. And so remember, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the comforter or the helper. And now notice, let's look at what this word helpeth means. This word help here in verse 26 of Romans chapter 8. This word help means to lay hold along with. It means to strive to obtain with others. It means to help in obtaining. It means to take hold with another. This word help means to lay hold along with. It means to strive to obtain with others. It means to help in obtaining. It means to take hold with another. Once again, this word help means to lay hold along with. It means to strive to obtain with others. It means to help in obtaining. It means to take hold with another. This word infirmities means lack of strength, weaknesses, and limitations. This word infirmities means lack of strength, weaknesses, and limitations. Once again, this word infirmities means lack of strength, weaknesses, and limitations. As I shared before, the word utter means not expressed in words. So when we see this help the Holy Spirit is bringing through uttering these things through us that cannot be spoken in intelligible words or speaks. He is taking hold together with us concerning things. He is helping us strive to obtain something. He is helping us obtain this thing and he's taking hold with us concerning whatever the issue is at hand, where our lack of strength is concerned, where our weakness is concerned, where our limitation is concerned. Well, what type of help is this? You see, this word for help here in the Greek is used one other place in the New Testament. So I want to show that to you today. Let's go to Luke chapter 10, verse 40. Luke chapter 10, verse 40 is a very familiar passage to so many of us. Luke chapter 10, verse 40. It says, but Martha was cumbered, weighed down by about much serving and she came to jesus and said lord don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone tell her to come and help me so let's picture we know the type of person martha was she was serving that's her, that's how she that's her ministry that's her love language she's serving she's being a blessing but there's so many people who are in the house that day there's jesus there's the apostles there's all the people who travel with jesus her house is packed and she's trying to be hospitable she's trying to serve all these people and not not, not too long time passes she gets overwhelmed she's 
taking this order, taking this order, feeding this person, giving this person a drink, going, and she's overwhelmed. And her sister Mary is sitting right in front of Jesus, listening to every word that's coming out of his mouth, listening, paying attention, learning, growing, grabbing hold to the word of God. And Martha got upset thinking that Mary should help me. I'm weighed down. It's too much. I can't do this by myself. I need somebody to come and help me. I need someone to grab these plates, these dishes with me and help me. I need someone to help me towards my goal of serving everybody in this house. That's the type of help Martha was looking for. Someone to help her do everything that she was doing to reach the goal. And this is the same word for help that the Apostle Paul used. This is the type of help the Holy Spirit provides. He will lay hold of the situation weaknesses, the limitation, and the lack of strength within you. Notice this. He will lay hold of the situation, the weaknesses, the limitations, and the lack of strength within you or where you are concerned. He will help you strive to obtain the goal. He will help you obtain the goal. He will take hold of the issue with you, even if the issue's on the inside of you. He will help you you. Let's skip down to verse 27, Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 27. And it says, he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. He that searches the hearts. Who's he that searches the heart? Who is Paul talking about? The father. He's talking about the heavenly father. Says the heavenly father knows what is the mind of the spirit because the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us saints according to the will of the father. So let's look more about this. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. Let's look more into this intercession in the mind of the Spirit and what he's doing as he's praying through us and other tongues, praying through us these mysteries as we've talked about before. And I encourage you to miss any of our series. You can find on the Faith Plus app under more messages. You'll see all the messages we ministered this year on the subject. You can also find it on our YouTube channel. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting with verse 6, says, How be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the, of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not crucify the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. Very important point. We'll expand on in a moment. Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. One of the things we learn from this passage, many things we see in this passage, but one of the things is the Holy Spirit knows the deep things of the Father. The Holy Spirit knows the deep things of the Father. He is intimately acquainted to, with what is going on within God. He's intimately acquainted with what God is thinking, the deep things of God. He knows his thoughts. He knows his plans. He knows his will. The Holy Spirit knows the plans, the thoughts, and the will of the Father. Now, understanding this, the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. He helps our lack of strength, our weakness, 
and our limitation. Remember, we said that word help means to lay hold along with and means strive to obtain with others and means to help help in obtaining and means to take hold with another. So when we think about what the Holy Spirit knows and what he's revealing through his words and what he's trying to do through his ministry and part of his ministry is praying through us, we have to ask the question, well, what if the weakness or the limitation is within us? Because what if the issue at hand of things working toward, together for our good is an internal problem? Something we need to fix on the inside. I want you to turn your attention to Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. I want you to turn your attention to Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. It says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I'll read to you one more time. It says, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Remember, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. God, the Holy Spirit, lives on the inside of you. And he's working in you right now to help you want to do what's right and help you to do what is right. And so when you spend extended time, allow him to pray through you. The perfect will of God, as you see in Romans 8, 27. Pray through you words that cannot be uttered in intelligible speech. Pray through you the mysteries, divine, elevated discourse that we talked about in the previous weeks. When you allow him to do that, guess what? Guess what happens? He's helping your will. He's helping your want to. He's helping you to do what is right. Or say this way. Yielding to the Holy Spirit in prayer over a long period of time allows him to work on things within you and work things out of you. It allows him to work on things within you and allows him to work things out of you. When you pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will take hold of your limitation and your weakness within you. will connect you with what's in the mind of God to the deep things within you and help bring forth the change that is needed in your life. I'll say it again. When you pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will take hold of your limitation and weakness with you and will connect what's in the mind of God to the deep things within you. And He'll help bring forth the change that is needed in your life. Romans 8, verse 28 is, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. So let's look at this a little bit more. This phrase work together means to work as co-workers. This phrase work together means to work as co-workers. The Greek word here is where we get our word synergy. The Greek word here, this family of Greek words is where we get our word synergy. So through praying in the spirit, Allowing the Holy Spirit to connect the things within God to the things within you. Allowing him to take hold of your limitations, to take hold of your weaknesses, will bring his power on the scene and will cause everything in your life to work together as co-workers for the express goal of your good. Think about that. Let that sink in. Everything that's going on in your life. The good, the bad, the ugly, the hidden. When you yield... And you allow him to pray through you. His power comes on the scene. It causes everything to be employed for the express purpose of your good. Go ahead. Put in the chat again. Say my good. Go ahead. Put in the chat again. Say it out loud. Say my good. 
want to read that to you again. Through praying in the Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to connect the things within God to the things within you, allowing Him to take hold of your limitations and weaknesses, it will bring His power on the scene that will cause everything in your life to work as co-workers for your good. Now let's define good so we don't say this word good is some mystical thing we never can achieve. This word good means simply that which is good, that which is beneficial, that which is pleasant, agreeable, joyful, and advantageous. This word good means that which is good, that which is beneficial, that which is pleasant, agreeable, joyful, and advantageous. So that means setbacks become advantageous. That means hindrances become advantageous. It means whatever the enemy tried to do to you becomes advantageous to you when you allow the Holy Spirit time to pray through you and you bring his power on the scene as you yield to him. It will cause things to work together for your advantage. Praise God. That's why I told you to say this week on Sunday that when the crazy pops up, what is your response? It's working together for my good. How many of you just, you can just testify in the chat, said, look, crazy has popped up in the last couple of days, Pastor. That man, that was a word on me. He said, I ran into some crazy. You can put in the chat if that was you, if you ran into some crazy. But you may still be dealing with it now. Right now, you can pulse and you can put this in the chat too and say, it's working together for my good. Go ahead and say, it's working together for my good. It's working together for my good. Go ahead and say it. Say, it's working together for my good. Two other things that you need to do in addition to praying in the spirit as we share tonight. Number one, love God. Those are all pastor. Of course, I love God. The Bible defines what loving God is. Let's just look at three New Testament verses concerning that. John 14, 15. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. John 14, 15. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. First John 5, 3, the same sentiment is uttered. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. One more time, 2 John chapter 1, verse 6 says, And this is love, that we walk or live after his commandments. This is the commandment that you've heard from the beginning. You should walk in it. So what is loving God? If you love God, you're going to do what he says. So it's not just saying, well, I love him, and I sing about how much I love him. It's actually doing what he said. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And as it's expounded on further in 1 John 5, 3 and 2 John 1, 6, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. And this is love, that we walk or live after his commandments. This is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. So number one, do what God is telling you to do. Follow. His instruction, his leading and guiding, follow the instructions of his spirit. Live according to the word of God as a New Testament, New Covenant believer. Do what God is telling you to do. Forgive everybody of everything. Walk in love. Walk in the spirit. Walk by faith. Walk in the spirit. Don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the light as he is in the light. Do what God is telling you to do. Actually apply what you're reading in the Bible. Actually apply what the Holy Ghost is telling you to do. Live the word. Number two. The phrase here is that you're called according to his purpose. You are. You are called. You're invited according to his purpose. I like to say it this way. When it concerns your purpose, your overall purpose, because this word purpose means purpose, but also what is set forth before you. When it concerns your purpose, make sure you are doing what is already revealed to you and what God has set before you to do. When it concerns your purpose, 
Make sure you are doing what is already revealed to you and what God has set before you to do. One more time. When it concerns your purpose, make sure you are doing what is already revealed to you and what God has set before you to do. Because many times people will pray, well, God, show me what my calling is, show me my purpose, show me my next step, show me this, show me that. And those aren't bad prayers. Those are things you should pray about, especially praying about in the spirit and getting further revelation and insight concerning that. But in addition to all that, you have to do what he's already told you to do. You have to do what he's set before you to do. Don't just wait for another instruction. Do what he already told you to do. Do what he set before you to do, whether it seems small in your eyes. Whether it seems like, oh, it can't be that important. No, it's important. If you want everything to work out for your good, for your benefit, to everything to become advantageous for you, everything to become agreeable and joyful and pleasant to you, you need to yield and allow the Holy Spirit to pray through you on a regular basis. But you also need to do what God says and do what he has called you to do. And as you do that, all things will work together for your good. Everything in your life will be employed as a co-worker for your good, for your advantage. And it will become agreeable, beneficial, and joyful to you. Praise God. Let's pray. Oh, Father, we thank you. Because you are good and your mercy endures forever. Help us not just be hearers of this word, but to be doers of this word. So we can be blessed in our doing. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. I believe today's message encourages you, it strengthens you, it's helping you to live the lifestyle of faith. If you're ever in the Metro Atlanta area, we'd love for you to worship with us in person. You can find information about our different locations at fccga.com. Also, we have so many different ways where you can get the word. You can download our Faith Plus app. You could also visit us on our social media pages on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook on YouTube. We love for you to connect with us. We also have a podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as on Spotify. We have two. One is called the Faith Podcast and then we have our daily devotional podcast which is called Faith in the Morning. I look forward to seeing you on many different social media platforms and in person at Faith Christian Center. Thank you so much for tuning in and remember something good is going to happen to you today so expect miracles. God bless.